it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Slutsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 204. This is our third in the short series of on-air coaching calls. And today I have with me Miss April. And it's a great episode for you to project yourself where you want to be in three months, six months, a year, two years. April has a great online foundation. She's got multiple courses. She's got a good following on Instagram. And now we're looking at doing more with that and how can we use that to expand things further. Now, before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that I love being in conversation with you. So go to callwithjamie.com and book a call with me. I would love to have that time just to hear what's going on in your business, what you're looking to do in the next three to six months, and how I can support you here on the podcast or otherwise. And would you do the other music teachers out there in podcast land a huge favor and leave a rating and review for the Expand Online podcast? I would be grateful and they will be so happy to read your reviews and come and be part of our community. Now let's get into the episode with April. April, I am so excited to have this conversation here on the podcast, this on-air coaching, because you have kind of blown me away with what you already have online, and I know that it's going to inspire a lot of listeners right now to say, okay, I can do it. But that's only where you are at the end of 2021. And I know that you've got a long future ahead of you in the online space and otherwise, and I'd love for 2022 and beyond to do more and help you grow and reach more students and everything else. So before we get into coaching, let's go ahead and do a brief introduction of who you are and what you do. Okay. Uh, well, thank you. Um, so my name is April. My students call me Miss April. And I have been teaching piano, voice, and theory for about 20 years now. I did start teaching a few young students when I was in high school. Um, but I guess I really started full-time probably in like 2001, 2002. So I've been teaching, teaching a long time, and um, yeah, the pandemic has just kind of opened, opened the doors to the online world for me. It's never, never something I ever considered before, um, but just rolling with the punches and just trying to, <laughs> trying to keep up. <laughs> totally, totally. And so you went ahead and said, "Okay, I need to get my students." continuing to learn and therefore you created some theory courses the online Correct. theory courses and those you primarily created for your existing students is that right yes absolutely yeah whenever um the pandemic hit i had transferred about mm, maybe about 60 percent of my students to online and with those students most of them had already been taking their theory courses with me and yeah, I just discovered that 
trying to explain that material over a Zoom lesson was so difficult, especially when 90% of the parents don't understand what the material is anyway. Even if I were to explain it to them, like it, anyway, it didn't work. Uh, so I thought to myself, I'm like, well, I want them to continue with their theory because I know how important it is. So what can I do to try and, and help them keep up and have it be um, in a way that they'll understand it and be able to work through the material at their own pace, basically. Um, and I had taken some previous theory courses online years ago from a fellow in Toronto. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe I can do something like that with the preliminary theory books. So I just, I put them on the computer and I just started to do a, a recording of my Zoom meet by myself and record myself teaching the material week by week and sent that to my students. And I've had fantastic feedback from my parents, uh, my studio parents that said that even if we do, or once we do go back to one-on-one -on -one lessons, that they want their theory materials delivered with this same method because it just, it makes sense. I love that. I love that. And I love the fact that you said, I need to do this for my private students. My students need this. And that was the impetus for your your, your courses, yeah. which is something that I tout left and right. What can you give to your current students in order to make it more successful for them in their own learning? So you've gone from creating these courses and then you are now selling these courses beyond your current students. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. Awesome. Trying to. <laughs> <laughs> Which gets us into the coaching part. <laughs> when you say trying to, what have you started trying? How have you tried to sell them to this point? Uh, so I think I've tried with um, being present online, both mm -hmm. in Facebook and Instagram. Those are the two platforms that I use. And I've done the Facebook ads periodically, maybe, I want to say maybe five at the most, um, and Instagram as well, maybe, you know, three to five, something like that. I'm not, I don't want to be spending a whole lot of money with that kind of stuff because I don't really know if that's uh, helping me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah, just trying to get the word out and doing interactive posts and fun posts and trying to post about what I'm offering and just getting the word out that way. That's pretty much the extent of what I've done so far to try and get the word out. Gotcha. Gotcha. And is it working? Like, is it working like at a fraction of what you wanted it to, at, you know, like where, where is it at? A little bit. Um, I think that in the beginning I, I was doing it wrong. So in the beginning I was basically I had my stuff online, I was advertising, and when someone would reach out to me, I would just send them the link. Be like, oh, that's great. Okay, here's the link to my website. Mm -hmm. And the more the more videos that I watched, whether it be on YouTube or on social media of different coaches that offer, like yourself, that offer different, you know, things to, to help out, it's all about the know, like, and trust, which I totally. knew. Mm -hmm. And it got me thinking to whenever I first started teaching. I'm like, when I first started teaching, I just didn't show up and have people <laughs> line up for their lessons. 
Like right. it, it, there was a phone conversation. So a parent would call and say, hi, I'm so-and-so and I've got my daughter interested in lessons and who are you and what can you offer? And there's that conversation that starts. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's what I'm missing with the social media platform of it all. Mm-hmm, so I, mm-hmm. once I had someone, like if someone were to respond to one of my posts or something like that, instead of just sending them the direct link, I started to do a little bit of a conversation to say, oh, that's great. Nice to meet you. How old is the student or your child that you're considering mm-hmm. these lessons for? And I started more of a conversation with them rather than just trying to sell it to them outright, mm-hmm. which I got me maybe three clients, not okay. a lot, but it made me realize, yeah, I was doing that wrong. I have to change that communication to to get people to trust me. <laughs> totally, totally. And that was for um, online lessons or was that for the courses? That was for the courses. That's for the courses. Okay. So yeah. you were able yeah. to go from your social media post into the DMs into course sales. Yeah. Now, you've got courses that span a spectrum of different levels and, you know, and different level of experience and things like that. And I'm curious to know if you're thinking, I want to bring on. 20 students for these courses, 80 students for these courses. If you have any thoughts or ideas that you're kind of percolating of how to bring on a mass amount of students at once into one of these courses, have you thought of anything for that yet? Uh, No, no, I haven't (laughs) thought of, I wouldn't even know where to begin to think of that number. Like the one-on-one thing is, is um, known for me because uh-huh, uh-huh. my one-on-one lessons, that's just the way it's been throughout my whole career. But right. to do a, like, let's say a group lesson or to have a wider audience and more mm-hmm. like numerous students all taking this course at once. Absolutely. That would be ideal. But the starting point, I, I, that's where I get stumped. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something that you're, you're interested in? Cause that's somewhere that I'd like to take this conversation. <laughs> Yeah, that would be of interest because I'm hoping that by having these courses, maybe in like another year or two, I can dwindle down on my private one-on-one teaching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. So generally speaking, when you want to bring on a group of students who come in at the to the course at the same time, you can bring it in with some kind of launch event. Um, okay. So that would be a challenge, a workshop, uh, you know, a webinar, uh, something like that, or even an email sequence of some kind, and get them to buy in to your methods and your teaching style through some free, you know, introductory mm-hmm. outlet to, you know, to you. And then to, on the back end of that, have an incentive to sign up right away where you offer a little bit more than just the course, just the go at your own pace course. You may say, we're going to have, you know, a a live session once a month. You know, this, you know, this theory is, takes you three months to do, and you may be working on the, you know, on the material with, a regular, you know, your regular piano teacher yeah. and you're doing your theory with me. So you're going to do your theory through my video lessons. And once a month, we're going to have a group session where we're going to review the first four lessons, okay. the first five lessons or something like that. So that 
they don't only get you through video, but they also get a bonus of another teacher who can give them feedback and, you know, and go deeper on the theory and on the conversation. Right. And see, that's something that kind of did stumble me. I'm like, I don't know what I can offer as that free value. Okay. You know, like I just, that's, I don't know. (laughs) As a music teacher, as a piano teacher, it's like, what can I what can I do for free to mm-hmm. have that, you know, that lure? Um, but I like that with the, you know, once a month we have a group, a free group lesson and, you know, we just go over the material and if there's any questions and stuff like that, that's, yeah, funny that I would, I'd never considered that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems so simple, but it's just when you're stuck, it's, you don't know where to go. Yeah. So first on the, what can we do for free? Um, what I would say is you want people to know what they need to know in order to be successful. And since you have, um, you, you said it was the Royal Conservatory of Toronto. Correct. Okay. So you're using the Royal Conservatory of Toronto books and you know that at the end of a year you know whatever year in order for them to move to the next they have to have a certain benchmark they have to accomplish something specific and you could kind of build in some kind of challenge that would allow them to kind of see where they're at with their theory like you know almost like a quiz like thing, you know, to say, do you need supplemental theory? Like, are you getting enough theory from your current teacher? That's one way that I thought of that you might, might work. Okay. Or another thing could be, um, even just an intro lesson on the value of theory for the end of year, you know, analysis and exam or performance or whatever. Like when you know this theory, you can then be more effective, you know, it might reduce the amount of times you have to repeat, you know, a level or a a theory or a concept or things like that. Right. Um, Kind of forecasting, like kind of giving them something that if they walk away without purchasing your course, they still have something to go by. It may be a checklist of the the theory elements that they're going to want to make sure that they cover And, but you don't give them any of the how to, Mm -hmm. but then if they actually join your course, they get all the how to through your video lessons. That's kind of the idea. Um, So you can do it in a live online manner, or you can do it through videos, or you can do it through, through, you know, an email sequence or things like that, or, you know, a daily challenge or something like that as well. Okay. Yeah, and because your students are children, yeah, it is really also um, an interesting concept that you can actually do your your challenge with the parents, and you can do or or your webinars for the parents, yeah, yeah, and you can kind of take all these parents through the process of this is why you want 
all the benefits. And I know before we hit record, you were talking about some of the reasons why the parents have said to you that they want to continue with these video lessons for theory. Mm -hmm. So do you want to talk a little bit about some of those and maybe we'll be able to pull out some of the things that we can put into this launch event? Uh, Sure. Yeah. So um, a lot of the parents um, and whenever you're talking to, I'm thinking it's, first of all, it's hard to get parents on board with theory, mm-hmm. no matter what kind of practical lessons you teach. I've always uh-huh. found that they put up a bit of a wall when it comes to the theory, but once they have it and they see what their child is able to understand musically, it's level two, level three, it's a no-brainer then from that point on, right? But it's a little bit of a hard hard go to get them on board in the beginning stages, Um, but with my videos that I've created, a lot of the parents have said to me that this is the way that they like their material being delivered now, because when they don't understand the material, because if we were just to talk theory, they, it's like talking a different language. There's no understanding there whatsoever, but by being able to, um, listen back to what I've said, and I also do a share screen to see, Um, like what the concepts are that we're learning at that time, everything is understood and the parents can make sense of it and then help their child. Mm -hmm. So to, to show them, to show a new parent that would Mm -hmm. be beneficial. Yeah. So it's like, well, how do you show? (laughs) But I think that that's actually right on. I mean, you could do a webinar for parents who have children that, you know, that you want, that they want to go through the Royal Conservative mm-hmm. Conservatory of Toronto material and the, through the, their books. And you can show them how getting their theory through video lessons is going to help their child be more successful. Their child is going to be able to sit down to these five to eight minute videos and yeah. see this and this and this. And you can actually use part of several of your videos within that webinar to show them you can pause right here and you can talk with your child and you you can make this something that is not just okay go do your piano now you can make it more of a family experience and you know make it more of a a a parent-child bonding experience too because the parent's willing to be vulnerable with their child and be willing to learn something new alongside their child Mm -hmm. and show them that there's this potential. Um, You can even in those webinars bring on some of your parents who have had success with this, or you can even put those on the sales page or on the sign-up page for the webinar, some videos of the parents saying, I am so happy, you know, this, that, whatever else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think that, I mean, the way that we've been talking has been a lot for the beginner level. Um, Do you find that you have people coming to you for your higher level uh, theory programs or do they pretty much start or you're kind of gearing more towards the beginning stuff? Um, the The only ones that I have done the higher levels that I have are just my current students. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it really is for those beginner, uh, that beginner level. Um, Another thing that you may want to consider doing is kind of 
build your own um, army or your own referral network. You've got lots of other music teachers who use these same books all Uh over the country. And some of them may not be interested in teaching theory or they may have found that the theory just doesn't work as well because they've beat up against that same wall that you did, but they don't want to get in front of the camera. They don't want to create the course. And so you could possibly even build a relationship with some of the other music teachers and say, okay, well, why don't you not worry about theory? And, you know, and they can become a referral, uh, referral engine to you. Yeah. Yeah. And that way, you know, they get the benefit of their kids learning the theory without them having to sit there and repeat and repeat and repeat. Because exactly. <laughs> we all know nobody Preach wants... to the choir, that's right. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to repeat the same thing over and no. over again. So, yeah, no, I think that that might be a really interesting approach is like if these courses are as valuable as you and I both believe they are, there are plenty of other teachers out there who are like, it's already made and I can just send my students through it. That's right. Yeah. And with them, you could even do those, um, like if they sent 10 students over or three students over, you may even consider doing your monthly coaching call with that teacher as well. So they can have both of their teachers. Right. Um, Ooh, that's and, a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I mean, I've done private trainings for other people's audiences before. And so like, it's that same idea of, okay, well, these are the teachers that I'm kind of following on social media who are using the same theory books. Maybe they'd be interested in this um, and approach it to that, you know, with them that say, you know, this is what I've got and I'd love to partner or support your students or, you know, however you want to word it. Because not every teacher is going to create their own set of courses. No, Um, no, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the theory, like with a little bit more of research and just as time goes on, I do think that the theory courses, it would be nice to take them in that direction of Mm -hmm. using them more towards teachers because it's really, it's really the teachers that use the theory. It's not the parents that go out seeking theory lessons (laughs) nine times out of 10. (laughs) No, no, it's not. Unless the parent is like, they've had their lessons and they've gone through all of the different levels of theory and they know the importance then that's a different a different boat but (laughs) most of the time it's the teachers that just say okay you're taking piano lessons well the theory book goes along with it too here you go right right and so when we have a valuable asset for the student we want to go both directions we want to go through their teachers and we want to go through their parents Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, I'm sure that their parents are the ones who are following you on social media as well as the other teachers. So using what you've already built on social media to create these relationships is going to help you with those launch events. Yeah. 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 What else? I mean, like this is, this is kind of where my brain went. Um, but I really would love to make sure that we are providing you with you know, good ideas and things that you really feel like you can push through and say yes to. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to um, 
the launch event and let's say like an email sequence. I, mm-hmm. I've never, I've looked into it a little bit. Um, like I looked into MailChimp mm-hmm. and just started to kind of play around with that platform and start to draft up some emails. And I guess maybe the question is what, what would be the step-by-step that you would take in order to get them onto that list to then Mm -hmm. have that progression go through of the know, like, and trust email sequence, basically, to then make that sale, right? I guess the thing that I'm stuck on is, what do I do first? (laughs) (laughs) How do I get them there? (laughs) Yeah, so most of the time when someone's signing up for an email series or an email sequence or your email list, it's through... uh, either a landing page for an event like the webinar or a challenge or things like that, or it's for a freebie of some kind or some kind of download that they can do. I love when we can do a download that the parent can learn about the advantages of piano. Like if they're on the fence, are you on the fence about piano lessons for Mm -hmm. your child? Here are some of the reasons why. And here's an activity that you can do with your child to see if they're ready. Okay. That kind of thing is my favorite Mm. to suggest. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Because it gives the parent something and it gives them some way of checking to see if their child is up for it. Right. Because obviously if their child is not up for it, then it doesn't matter. You know, we're not going to go, you're not going to get past go. Yes. Um, So that's one thing that, that I like. I mean, anytime that we can educate the parent, and inform the parent and excite the parent where they can translate that into the conversation that they're having with their child, it's a winning situation. Okay. So when I'm working with people who work with adults, it's a little bit different because you want to make sure that whatever your freebie is, is something that they can actually do. Whereas in when you're working with children, you want to make sure that what you're bringing to the table is something that the parents feel confident in. It's that it's that trust factor. The, the no factor is less important than the trust factor with the parents initially. Uh-huh. So that is what I can say about that. Okay. I know mm-hmm. I've done some posts before, again, just seeing other other accounts kind of do the same thing, right? So like I would start a post by saying, um, uh, like the child says, mommy, I want to do piano lessons. And then, you know, okay, we've heard that a million times where the child would come to the parent and say, I want to do piano lessons, but really how serious are you in doing these lessons? I don't mm-hmm. want to book that lesson spot every week for the next eight to 12 months and not have it go anywhere and not have you practice and just have it be a fight. Right. So I've kind of dabbled a little bit with those kinds of posts online mm-hmm. to see if that would get any traction, but then there's no, there's no back end like of the freebie thing mm-hmm. to lure them in just a little bit more. Yeah. So, so going that's... from that post is great because then you can say, you know, in the comments, you know, leave, leave a comment right. you know, or leave an emoji or drop me a DM and, I, and we'll get you uh, this checklist or we'll get yes. you this, yeah. this, way to test the test the idea out for the next 10 days and then that might be you know a really good way of doing it and saying okay 
you know, here's your checklist and then you can set up, do a reminder or an automation of some kind that mm. is five to 10 days, maybe every day, every other day that says, okay, well, here's the exercise to do with your child to see if they're really interested today. And then you can, you can just give uh, them something okay. really yeah. simple that they can do with their child every day, every other day or whatever it might be in order to get yeah, where like they that need idea. to. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't want, we don't want a child to say, I want piano lessons, their parents to sign them up. And then for the child to be like, I don't like my teacher, Yeah, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and that, you know, I I mean, that's obviously, you know, one-on-one lessons, um, but also with respect to courses, we, you know, if you are going to have them sign up for your course, you also want them to make sure that they like the sound of your voice. That's and right. that they are willing to take direction from the computer screen. So those are the kinds of things that I I think will, you know, help out a lot with that. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that idea with the weekly, like a weekly activity to test the waters, basically. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, I would I would actually do it more frequent than weekly Sorry. Yeah. initially. Um, but then if anybody doesn't sign up, for lessons or for your course or whatever it might be that you're sending them toward, then at that point, you drop them into a weekly email where it is, you know, okay, we're, we're in December right now. Here's a game you can play with your child to see where they're at with their readiness to learn, to start taking piano lessons. And you may Uh be able to send that once a month or, and then, you know, complement that with, you know, kind of like make it formulaic where, the next week is more about how did how do you bring music about in conversation and not necessarily an exercise for them to do with their kid or something for them to do with their kid, but just kind of help them maybe have a conversation with their child about piano and things like that. And you can kind of just start developing different conversation starters because the more that you show up in their inbox, the more they're going to remember that right. they wanted to do piano lessons or that their child wanted to do piano lessons and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Lots There's always stuff. more. There's, There's always, always more. more. There's always more. <laughs> that, that And that's what, I mean, that's what the exponential, the expand, that growth. I mean, that's why I, this podcast is the expand online podcast, because we can always expand. We can always do more. And I think that you've got a lot of great things here. And I know that, you know, this next year is going to be pretty awesome for you. And I'm excited to see where it goes. I'd love to wrap up this, you know, mini coaching session with any final questions that you might have. Um, always tricky to think of a question. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll think of about five or six after we're done, I'm sure. Um, I guess maybe is there um, like an email template that you suggest that you know is good for music teachers? Like I know I said that I'm dabbling a little bit in the MailChimp, but maybe is there something that's a little bit more geared to music teachers that would be more beneficial and 
you know, they all are going to work. All of the okay. email marketing platforms are going to work. The one that I recommend most, and I will have that linked up in the show notes, is ConvertKit. And I'm an affiliate with mm. them. And one of the reasons why I've been recommending ConvertKit mostly in this past year or so is because they themselves have switched gears and are really focusing on the creatives. And so okay. they're creating new templates and new, you know, automations and things like that that are geared toward musicians and artists and things like that. So there's there's just they have a good understanding of who you are and what you're trying to accomplish. Okay. Um, they do have a free tier, which just doesn't include the automations. Um, and then I think it starts at like fifteen dollars a month. So it's not like it's super, super expensive. Yeah. Which yeah. is always nice as well. That's right. Yeah. And then I guess just to try, you know, and just to kind of slowly, slowly implement and slowly build, build those emails and build the sequence, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't have to start off right off the bat with 50 emails or anything no. <laughs> crazy like that. Um, but yeah, so I think that that is, that would be where I would go. I mean, I, I've used MailChimp. I've got clients who use MailChimp. I personally, if we're at the starting gate, will recommend yeah. ConvertKit. And so okay. that's why I said so. Um, and I know that people who are listening to the podcast right now are probably like, I want to see what April's posting on social media. So can you share <laughs> your social links and your website and then Absolutely. We'll say goodbye. So with Facebook and Instagram, it's Miss April's Music Studio. Awesome. Nice and easy. Thank you so much, April, for coming on the podcast and helping uh, the listeners kind of just get a few more ideas on what they can be doing as well. And um, I really appreciate your time. Well, I appreciate yours as well. This has been great. I've been taking some notes here and just going to now I'll be busy for over Christmas holidays <laughs> doing <laughs> some research and implementing some of the things that you've said. It's been great. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.